the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness cannot be preserved by strength alone. The 12 colonies that declared these rights and listed the transgressions of these rights made by a much stronger king was the weaker nation. Today, on the anniversary of our independence and in light of God's eternal word, I wish to shed light on an aspect of our nation not often recognized that has factored in a preservation these some 245 years. Her weakness. Following the lead of St. Paul in our second reading today, I wish to boast in our nation's weakness and the weakness of her people. Because had it not been for her weakness, she would not have been able to trust in God's providence, his guiding hand, and we would not be the great nation we are today. One example of our nation's weakness is 9-11. Terrorists were able to get past our defenses and cause the death of some innocent thousands. But from this weakness came overwhelming support for all first responders at Ground Zero, our firemen, our policemen, and many others who risked and lost their lives rushing into the rubble. Though I was young when it happened, I could feel a tangible unity among our people. I felt united in our time of grief to distant peoples scattered across our great nation. And I could remember how people turned to God in this time of tragedy, invoking his blessings upon our nation, turning to him for help. Today, I don't sense the unity we once had, and a whole lot of factors have played into the division that our country is currently experiencing. I might point to any number of factors, but there's something that underlies them all. An idea that we no longer need God, as if our trust in him is a weakness. The God bless America that still manages to roll off the tongues of many politicians can sometimes drip with insincerity, if not disbelief. Our country at times has forgotten where her strength truly lies, not in men, but in God, who loves us and knows our weakness. A loving father whose only son took on the weakness of our human flesh and died a most horrific death on the cross for love of us, in order that we might be free. So how do we move forward as a nation, as the children of a loving God? We turn our attention to our own weakness. We name where we have fallen short, where we struggle. Now this doesn't mean that we spill our guts to the poor barista at Starbucks or the waiter or waitress at a restaurant, but it does mean a certain vulnerability with our friends, family, neighbors, and other acquaintances. A willingness to own up to our weakness, our sin. And the greatest outlet for this is probably the sacrament of confession. Through confession, we are able to place our shortcomings at the feet 
of our merciful Lord Jesus through the instrument of his priests and not simply receive forgiveness, but absolution. I too fall so short of the calling placed upon me by Jesus. I too have thorns in my side like St. Paul that I have asked God to remove time and time again. Yet he has allowed these thorns to persist. But praise be to God. Though I am pricked by many thorns, he is still able to work through my weakness to make his power perfect in my weakness by humbling me and by making me aware of just how much I need him. And in a mystical way, he is somehow even able to draw others closer to himself through my weakness to bring good out of evil. I can't preach the perfect homily, but if I'm humble and I allow the Spirit to speak through me, hearts can be moved and lives transformed. All glory and praise be to God. And so, after this Mass, after you receive Jesus in the Eucharist and head off to various cookouts and Fourth of July parties where it's very good for us to relax and wine with our families, may our celebrations be deepened with a humility gained through weakness that can give thanks to and acknowledge our loving God who continues to bless us and our great nation.